Chris Sparrow. I am Rob. With me is... Seiji. Just Seiji. Uh, Shelby's not here, neither left, but Seiji is. So, but like the old saying goes, a Seiji's worth a left and a Shelby. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was left's topic today, but since he left us behind, there is no topic. We're just going to... Like make a short episode, a little, a little powwow, a talk, a talk, a talky talk, a little, a little shindig. Mm-hmm. Um, so I let's see, what do we, what do we, do? What do we got here? Yeah, I got a Xenoblade Chronicles two yesterday. Oh, you did? Or Friday, I should say. Yeah. Did you play it? Of course. Loving and? it. I'm loving it. It's awesome. It's typical JRPG, over the top. Uh, yeah, classic JRPG style game. It's awesome. I'm loving it. It's beautiful too. It looks really great on the uh, on the Switch. So this is a sequel not to Xenoblade Chronicle X, which is which was on the Wii U, right? This is a sequel to the Wii one. It's not even really correct? a se- sequel, to be honest, okay. because it has no real connection that I can see so far to the original game. Thematically, it's very similar uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like all the all the land in the game is actually giant creatures and stuff. But other than that, it doesn't seem like it has any sort of direct connection. But yeah, I got the collector's edition, which comes, which is really, really heavy. And it's a giant box, and it comes with a like a hardcover art book and a CD and stuff. And it's really, really cool collector's edition. And oh yeah, and like a steel, it's my first uh, steel case uh, Switch game. So now I have one of those. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm like three or four hours in, maybe a little bit farther. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really liking it. I also, with the Switch, I also, a few games came out in the last few weeks that I, I haven't opened yet, but Resident Evil Collections came out. Rev, sorry, Resident Evil Revelation Collection came out. Uh, Rhyme and uh, Astro Striker Gunvolt Striker Pack also came out. So my Switch is going to be getting some love. Ooh, I've never played any of the Azure Striker games. They play, like, I played a little bit of, of one of them for 3DS. I never beat it. I just... Uh, I think I just downloaded it, but they play a lot like Mega Man, like Mega Man X, I should say. And uh, they have uh, uh, they had this uh, free game that you get, like kind of like a demo called Azure Strike or Mighty Mighty uh, Gunbolt, which was like a NES style Mega Man game. So I think they they shoot for the NES slash uh, SNES Mega Man era of games. It feels a lot like those. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, I love pretty, Mega Man X. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to to playing that at some point. And uh, yeah, Rhyme. I, I have not played it. Okay, it looks pretty. Looks... I heard the Switch version is the worst one, but I don't. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Course. I don't care. I'll try anything. Sonic Forces was the, the Switch was the worst version of that too, and I still was able to play through that game somehow. Oh, you played through it? Yeah, I, be, I beat Sonic Forces. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's one of your fifty-three games you mentioned. Sonic Forces. Oh, oh, like, of of how many games I beat. You, yeah, you said you completed yeah, it's, it's 50. In there. I, I beat 56 games now. So far. Yeah, I just I just finished Mar- Super Mario uh, Superstars for the 3DS. And uh-huh. um, Until Dawn, Russia Blood for PSVR, which was a really fun game. How many years have you been keeping track of your completed games? It goes back to, I think right before we started the show, I have it up here. I started, record, started checking it in 2014, about halfway through 2014 I started. Very first game on the list is Pokemon Coliseum, which would be the uh, that weird spin-off RPG for the GameCube. Oh, yeah. it's neat! It's neat looking at what. So that in 2014, I officially finished only 26 games, uh-huh. and then each year it goes up. 
So what what else do you keep track apart from the name of the game? Uh, the developer. I keep track of what, what platform it's on, what year I beat it in, what developer and what publisher, and if there's any notes. Like if I use save states, I'll put save states in or if... Uh, or if, uh, you know, whatever notes are necessary that I think that I need. Like, I have Castlevania on here, and I have an asterisk of heavy save state use. So, uh, mm-hmm. and if I get, like, a good ending, I'll, I'll make a note of that. Stuff like that. Do you track start and end date and, you know, no, I, your no, damage I, or something like that? Not not really. Uh, nothing mm-hmm. for damage. I do have a, a growing chart at the bottom where I where I have, like, how many I've beat so far in the year of, like, which platform. So, like, PS4 is winning right now. And so at the end of the year, I'll have them all grouped up. It's kind of neat seeing. Um, I have even have one mobile title on on this year. Uh, oh, really? Be, Which one is it? It's a great question. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, Fire Emblem Heroes. I beat the main story in Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh, that's cool. You know, it it it's having a resurgence. Yeah, is it? At least in the top grossing games, it's it's top ten now, like solid. I think people still play it. Yeah, they like they like it. They like them Fire Emblem here. I'm sure like it kept going. I just you know it was enough for me. I was really glad I had a single player story that I could I could actually finish. Are you still playing uh, Animal Crossing? I am. I'm yeah. loving it. That's every awesome. time I've been playing it like every day, and we're doing all the all the stuff that we can do, like logging in every three hours and all that stuff. Damn. Um, it's a great game. Uh, I like it. That's what I can say. Yeah. Yeah. I. I Got to level four, and I just kind of stopped. I mean, I have nothing against it. I just, uh, I don't know, it didn't really keep my attention enough for me to keep keep going at it. I'm sure if I was into Animal Crossing prior, maybe I would have would have put more into it. I know Jordan's still playing it, and I think Megan's still playing it, so people who like yeah. Animal Crossing seem to be digging it. Probably. But you see, I think that people that have played Animal Crossing in the past will respond better to it than, like, newcomers. I think yeah. newcomers should still go through... Like either New Leaf or Wild World. Um, New Leaf is great. Uh, I don't know exactly why. I think it's because you get the flavor of it, but you already know what the real thing is like. Mm. So it it feels like a good mobile version. But not only that, like it feels like a good mini version, regardless if it is on mobile or not. Right. but yeah, it's it's like oversimplified, but it's in in a good way. So I I could say I I couldn't say I, I don't want to say that this is a negative thing about the game. I'm just like little annotation. Like maybe it's me just trying to not scare you away from the main line. <laughs> uh, I'm interested enough in the main line. I I don't know if it comes up for Switch. I'll probably tr- I'll probably try it. But I, I've seen Megan playing the main game, and I could see the differences. Uh, and I think that would help a lot. One second. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It looks. It. I like the like visually. It looked great. It played even with the touch controls. I thought it played well. Just that there was like each area that you would go to. They were so small with with so little to do that I just um I don't know. I was I, I disappointed. I mean, not really. Cause my expectations weren't massively high. I, I knew that it wasn't going to be the same as the main the main series. So, but I think it's cool. People yeah. like it. People are digging it. I mean, if you think about it. They did it in a really clever way, right? They thought really well about how to use your tools because in the main in the main game, it's a lot like. Have you played Harvest Moon? Uh, I want to say only a little bit. I remember playing Rune Factory, which was a spinoff of Harvest Moon, I think. 
Oh, okay. So I don't know if if in that game you can like load like weapons, like your your pick or mm. your shovel or whatever. So you you kind of like put it in a slot in a way, right? And then you go and do the thing or your the fishing pole or whatever. So in this game, like having that sort of flexibility in a mobile game, mobile game, they probably thought that it was like too involved. So that's why you have those little um sections the different maps which are super super tiny but they're tiny because i guess it's easy to control and to visualize but also because in each of the zones you only have access to the one tool right like to your bug net uh bug catching net or your fishing pole or whatever right so i i thought it was pretty clever so i'm enjoying playing it as a player yes but also enjoying um in the same way maybe you look at like art that is done in a not novel way and you're like understanding like oh this this is kind of new like mm -hmm. it opens up like possibilities also for your for your craft so i'm looking at this and to me it's like it feels new it feels different so i like it right because i know i'm gonna use up some of these ideas in the future you're a steal from nintendo from the best man <laughs> Switch is doing pretty good, eh, in terms of sales and whatnot. He's doing well. Mm. And also, I'm starting to see Switches everywhere. Me too. So I guess there's no shortage for the holiday season. So that's good. Yeah. Although, did, did I mention that I was that it was very close to buying a PS4? You mentioned it. I'm disappointed that you didn't. That's too bad. Me too. I'm disappointed in myself because I, I yesterday I went to Costco again, which is mm. where I saw the... The PS4 sale was a hundred dollars less. It was like, uh, what is it normally? Four hundred, right? I think it's four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So it was two ninety nine, which is hundred dollars less, and it came with two controllers and a oh, game. Wow. I think it was the new Uncharted one. Oh, nice. And I was like, yeah, I should buy it. And there, there were a bunch of PS4s right there. So in a way, that's sort of why I didn't buy it because I there were like a lot of them. Right, and mm -hmm. there was also a lot of Xbox One S's or whatever. They knew, yeah. And I went to the same store yesterday, Costco, and <laughs> I went there, and there was there were no PS4s, but there were still a lot of Xbox One. <laughs> so yeah, Xbones. Well, you get your Xbones. So, get your Xbones here. Yeah, I, but Xbone, I'm not interested. Yeah, not either. I want to be, but there's just. Eh. Eh, I can tell you though, man, VR is 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 a lot of fun. Oh yeah, tell me about it. Um, well, so w w so why did you get it? Like, what 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 tipped that tower? Well, the you? the sale helped. Uh, that was a oh, big, it was a, a sale. Big, yeah, hundred dollars off, just like the PS PS4. And I just I really like the idea of VR, and I like I want the Final Fantasy fishing game Monsters of the Deep came out, mm -hmm. and that's VR. So I like I haven't got it yet, but I really want to play that. Uh yeah, I just I feel like VR is as a has a big place in the future of games, and so I really wanted to start checking it out. And honestly, it's been a lot of fun. The only one game that's given me any issue in terms of being sick is uh, Skyrim. And honestly, I, I just wasn't feeling it because it's so ugly that I I really was having a hard time getting into it. Uh, and I know people are people really really like it. So this is like I'm on the offshoot here, but like the graphics look like PS3, like bad PS3. So. I have a hard time ignoring that. And in the meantime, the control 
it works once you get used to it, but I haven't put enough time into it, so I would start to get a bit queasy when moving around. So I don't know, but but then I play like Until Dawn and Rigs, and those games are just I, I instantly see the appeal of, of VR with those games because you feel like you're really in there. And I love real shooters, which is what Until Dawn is, and man, that is a blast. And it can be pretty spooky sometimes too, which is always great. And uh, Rigs is like um, a mech game, so you're in your mech and you're playing like these sports, kind of like um, Rocket League to some extent, except you're in mechs and you're you're fighting each other. And man. That game has such solid presentation, the way it's, like, raising you up at the beginning of the match, the music builds, and you're, like, in your mech, and you can see your other mech people around, you're all looking around, you can see, like, your character's body there, where your body is, and, oh, it's awesome, so fun. And how are you playing this? Are you sitting or standing, or... I sit, usually. Well, with Until Uh until Dawn, you're actually in, in like, a, uh, a roller coaster cart. So you're going through like this creepy carnival roller coaster thing. So it kind of makes sense to sit down. Same with rigs. You're in a mech, so I, I don't stand up. But there's a there's one demo I played called Dinosaur Frontier. Now this is the type of game you would think I would not have any interest in. Interest in, but I I think I will buy it at some point. And you're just uh, it's a town builder as near as I can tell, which is again the thing I don't like. But you're 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 the you're the called big mayor, and <laughs> so when you you should stand up while playing this one. You're inside this. So as soon as you load up, you're in this like uh, valley, and you have this this one little building and there's a little person there and like you have to start building your town. So, but the interaction, so you, you use two move controllers and they're your hands in the game and the interaction is so good. And like you could pick up the, 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 the player, or, like the, the person and you can put them on the trees and they'll start, you know, chopping the trees down. And eventually you, you build your first building and you have this like pallet on the, on the side. So you, you could pick it up with like your right hand and you're holding this little pallet and on it are some different buildings. And you take your other move controller, with, which is a hand, and you pick up the building off the pallet, and you can toss the pallet away, and it'll just fl- it'll fly through the air and then just slowly stop in the air, just kind of suspended. And then you, you place the building down, and then a hammer appears, and you can pick up the hammer. And as you're, as you're hammering the building to make it come out, it's the, the move controller is vibrating, so it's like you're hitting it. So you really start to feel like you're hitting this building as you're building it. And then as it, then it pops in, and you can and you can pick up characters, and if you flip the hand over, it, it they show up like a hologram on your hand, kind of like Star Wars, and you can see the character stats. You can you can twist your left hand, and you see the watch you have in game, and then a menu pops up, so you actually have a menu that you can interact with, and you can basically move through the environment in any direction by just pinching and, and zooming with your move controller. So you can turn it around, you can zoom really far in, you can zoom out, and you feel like you're really moving through the environment. It's it's it was probably about the most technical technically best one I think I played in terms of how I can really understand the, the appeal of VR because of how like in depth and how much freedom of motion and movement you have in the game. I, I love it. I'm, I might buy it just because I want to play around with it more like a toy box than actually beat it. Cause I don't really, again, I'm not much for town building, but I, I just, it's so much interaction. It's great. It, it does sound like something that you wouldn't normally play. So I'm, I'm wondering like how much, of your liking for this game is influenced by VR. Oh, ninety five percent. Uh huh. Aesthetic, <laughs> aesthetically, it looks great. Like it's cute. It's a. I don't like cowboys, so that's a big hit. But in this game, that doesn't bother me. Do like dinosaurs though. But it's super stylized, so it looks really good. And, and I think that's a smart choice going forward. With VR is I, I would recommend to developers, unless you have are doing it for PC or you can optimize the shit out of it. Go go. Uh, stylized because if you try to look make it look too real i think that the quality drop is too noticeable and it looks doesn't look good but uh there's another game battle zone which was an atari game there's a vr version not version but like a remake of that game or a sequel or whatever where you're actually in the tank 
and uh, it's slightly stylized, but still kind of realistic, and that game looks really good. Uh, that one's a little bit hard, because if you're moving a lot, it can get a little get a little dizzy, so you have to be a bit careful with it, but that Battle Zone is another demo I've tried, and then there's a game called Thumper, which is a rhythm a rhythm game. Oh, I want to play that. That is I really want to play fun. that. I played the demo of that, and that, I'm gonna, I think it might be the first one I buy. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's so fun. Uh, same with Res, which uh, was a Dreamcast game, and it had other ports. That, that in VR is a lot of fun, too. Yeah, man. There's there's a lot of there's a lot more games than I than I realize that I actually have interest in playing. There's there's another one called Robinson the Journey, which looks pretty cool. You're on like this lost planet. It looks like a kind of like a, a mist type game where you're exploring and stuff. But there's dinosaurs everywhere, and that game looks really cool. And I have a list somewhere of other games I'm interested in. But yeah, I'm loving it. And a lot of people at work I know have it, like more than you'd expect. Like five or six people, maybe a little bit more, have a PSVR, which kind of shocked me. I thought because like. I don't, I don't think that many people have switches where I work, so it's kind of weird, but yeah. That is interesting. You see, I think this has happened in the past, maybe, or or rather, can I ask you, like, can you remember an instance where there were, like, certain types of games that, wouldn't pl- that you wouldn't play or you wouldn't imagine yourself playing, but then some something changed either in the platform that, you're, that you were playing, the form factor, the portability the types of graphics for example like something external to the to the mm. game design itself that made you play a game well as i've always said like on the show like i hated third person first person shooters until i played it with megan and her family so that was that made that turned me on to third person shooters a lot uh because i used to be like tr- jack i used to only just play jrpgs and platformers and i don't know what exactly changed because i started i play almost anything now and i'll try any other any type of game out uh, collecting helps change it a little bit, but I was already in the process of, of changing to different types of games. Even like, well, actually, a really great example is even with VR. I, I might I might buy either Gran Turismo or uh, Drive Club. I don't like racing games or car simulators, simulators, but the idea of being in inside and playing I really appeals to me. I think I could really get behind that. I think so. I, I think in that respect, yeah, I guess VR might be the might be something that can do that for me. Yeah, I was thinking also maybe at the start of the, well, when we were transitioning from the fourth generation to the fifth, meaning the Super Nintendo era, Super Nintendo um, Genesis era to the PlayStation 64 era, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there were a lot of games in in between there where people would just play them and even like them because they looked completely different right yeah 3d graphics and stuff like that and then i think um, we start saying things later in lines of that game didn't age well and stuff like that i wonder Mm -hmm. how much of that is the is the novel factor and and how much is it just that 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 thing about the game didn't age well, whatever that ends up meaning in with the with the passing of time. So <laughs> what I'm saying is that maybe like some of the stuff that we're seeing now in, in VR might not be or or are really good, but maybe some of them are not like like super good or yeah, super yeah. appealing. And people are just liking them because the experience is so novel, you know what I mean? Sure, I agree. I think I think you're right. Uh, I think that this is a very different way of playing games, and I think it's a very immersive one. And um, 
yeah, I do think that there's a lot of that going on. And I'm sure in 20 years from now, when there's super VR that you don't, that's like way different from what we have now, this stuff will feel primitive and, and weird. And if we're still doing bonus barrel somehow in 20 years, I'm sure I'll be praising the new VR and saying like, I remember when I had that PSVR 20 years ago, what a bunch of shit that was. <laughs> well, not really like that, but um, some some things in gaming they do stay right. Like three graphics stayed, yeah, like for sure. So they they just got better and improved, and it and it turned out to be the future of games back in. I mean, when when people were saying that back then, uh, I heard I was listening to the last episode, and you and uh, P two both mentioned that you thought VR the future of gaming, but um, what do you think that means for you? Like when you say that, like what, how do you envision the, I don't know, the next 10 years of, of gaming to be? I don't think VR is going to like replace anything. I just think that like, I think VR is here to stay. At least I want it to be. I, I feel like it's the kind of thing, like, like somehow they have to make it affordable. PlayStation, Sony did a good job of that, but even then it's still expensive. They somehow have to make it affordable. I don't know how that's going to happen, but like the type of gaming experiences that you can get in VR is very different than what you can get on handheld, what you can get on console, what you can get on mobile. So I feel like I don't want those any of the rest to disappear. I want them to keep going and innovating and becoming better. But I like VR, and I think it's a lot of fun, and I think it it can like it can enhance certain genres of games. Like I can't imagine a horror game playing better on anything except VR. Like really immersing yourself in a horror game like requires you to cut yourself off as much as you can. Like we, we all know Marshall used to would light candles and turn all the lights and stuff off, <laughs> I remember. which is great. That's that you really want to get in the mood, but I mean, you could forget all that and fucking throw on a headset and then suddenly you're in the game and you don't have to, to do all those extra steps. You're, you've done all the, you need, you're cut off. And so there's the pros and cons of VR. Like you are cut off. So it's mostly a single player experience or, or multiplayer with other headsets, I think. Uh, otherwise, like for example, you and Erica would have a hard time both enjoying the game at the same time in the room than you might say with I don't know. Well, I guess think of another single player game. Does I guess I guess it depends on people because I don't I don't know if Erica really gets into single player games while you're playing them or not. So I guess maybe it wouldn't matter. But if you're in the same room, you can still talk to each other. But if you have the headset on, it's harder because you can't hear. Like you, you put your head because you get that 360 uh, stereo sound, so you kind of need that to really immerse yourself. So. Uh, yes, you can't. So it's a very isolating single person experience. I mean, with, with PlayStation, they display on the TV so a person can watch. And there are some games actually that they have where the people, what's on the TV is different than what's, what you're in VR. So people, you work together to do something. So the person with the VR headsets, like disarming a bomb and the, uh, players on the couch or whatever are going through like a manual or something on the TV. And, and so they have to kind of direct the person with the headset. So there's some cool stuff that you can do. I just, I haven't done any of that because I just, I just, I just want to play cool games uh and get immersed so i don't really want to interact with other things so yeah i think that's a good and bad thing but i I think for some people they're turned off by being isolated i think now now that you mention it this is the first time i actually considered that i think that the main strength of, of vr is sort of what turns me off to it because i i really enjoy the social aspect of gaming like most of the time when i'm playing games i'm not alone I'm usually here at home and yeah, uh, with Erica, and I really enjoy watching her play. And if I'm playing, I still want to be around some someone, or maybe just I'm, I'm uh, maybe I'm just like saying I like to be 
I, I don't like to be isolated in a way that I become unavailable. Maybe that's what I'm saying, right? No, there's some truth to that. I mean, obviously you can control the volume and stuff so that you're not like, so you can still hear each other. And you can ha- and if you want to watch Erica play, you can watch her on the TV and it is pretty cool. The other nice yeah. bonus is like, so Megan and I, you know, have multiple TVs and stuff, but we don't really like switching rooms. It's kind of like the same thing as you, like, like staying together and stuff. Uh, but she's playing, she was playing a lot of Assassin's Creed and I wanted to play my games which was kind of annoying but when i got the psvr i was able just to to play my games with my headset on she was still playing assassin's creed in the same tv and and it was nice i was still i could play either single player by just purring into cinema mode or i could play the vr games and it she, i don't need the tv for it so it's kind of nice in that respect that we can both kind of do the same things that we want to do but not have to sacrifice you know playing a game that we want to play or or leaving the room or what have you so it's kind of that's kind of cool it's kind of like the switch in that respect yeah, you also mentioned something last in the last episode about, and I know this is just meant as a joke, which mm. is the TV strapped to your face. Oh yeah, thing. And while it's funny, um, there's also a lot more to it. Um, like, do you remember some years ago when John Carmack actually left like, its software to go into Oculus? No, like, that tells you hmm. what well, John Carmack is is the I think the chief technology, whatever, um, of Oculus. Okay. And this guy's a genius, right? Like, we we owe so much to John Carmack in, in terms of the development of 3D graphics, especially for first-person shooters. But anyway, he invented a lot of a lot of stuff um, that is used that that became paradigm in terms of of game programming. So he's sort of a of a really big innovator mm-hmm. in terms of you know game dev and he's in there and the fact that he's there and he put himself in that position where he's like evangelizing for vr it says a lot he says a lot of the technical complexity of it and there's a there's a series from the wired magazine on youtube and what they do is that they bring an expert and they have an episode with john carmack there but the really interesting take on on the on that video series is that they they first bring a like a child right and the expert has to explain um like a really complex theme uh topic to first to a child and then to like a teen and then to uh someone that is studying in university or something like that and then someone that is like studying like uh like a master's degree or like whatever. And then finally he talks to another expert about it. So you see that progression of how much detail and mm. how, how complex it is and, and how and also how difficult it is to explain something that is so complex and you have to like very oversimplify it, right? So he, I recommend people watching this, uh, this video with John Carmack explaining uh, the concepts of VR and saying how, how limited he is because of the the uh, both the technical complexity and the the high cost of building these machines, because there's so much stuff you have to you have to do, he can explain it much much better in in that video. But uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff he had to come in 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 VR, and I do think that it is part of the future of gaming. But I don't see people in the future wearing like head straps <laughs> all over the place. I, I think it will it will become um, 
part of the future of gaming, you know, in the same way motion controls did, because as much as people complain about motion controls, have you noticed that they are like everywhere now? I, I mean, um, I noticed them in, I guess, when playing VR, but uh, and a little bit with the uh, with when it comes to PlayStation, that sometimes the controller will, will interact a little bit, but not too too much. <clears throat> even with the Switch, I always play Pro Controller, so I can't say I notice. Like even with Mario Odyssey, I I did all I could not to use the motion controls because I just prefer for platformers I just want buttons and and stuff. But I definitely agree that they haven't gone anywhere. Like motion controls are still part of a lot of games. Yeah, I'm not saying that every game uses motion control in the same way that I don't think every game is going to use like a like a head thing, right? That you have to wear <laughs> on your head. Yeah. But it sort of it sort of blends into everything else like we don't we don't say like oh 3d graphics it's just like a thing right right yeah right yeah it's, yeah. it's there it keeps improving motion controls and gestures um they're they're everywhere i mean there's not i i i don't mean that in a way that every single game has it but i mean that it's very commonplace you keep seeing games that use motion controls you, you mentioned mario odyssey but i mean in, in vr you use motion controls. oh yeah too. absolutely uh rumbling features yeah rumble's uh, a good one portability i think that, that what the switch is doing is is going to become a part of gaming too in the future uh, probably as wireless technologies keep improving it's going to be super super easy to just you know beam stuff into every single device in your house right? <laughs> yeah um so probably the concept that that we have as the switch right now is going to be something uh, much more natural in the future is like carrying your phone now right maybe that's going to be like a hub for things and just beam things into everywhere and i don't know something like that um hmm. but yeah i mean what, what i was trying to say about uh the the tv strapped to your head <laughs> is that I think some of the technology that is being developed right now for VR is going to, you know, bleed into all other sort of display stuff that we're going to see in the future. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, just, just you know, pondering about the, the future and stuff like that. It's very interesting to see where we go and what keeps happening. And I don't know. I, I just, I love games and, and anything that will make them better is happy to me. And uh, I hope that I don't. I wouldn't want to go ten years in the future and it be a completely different, like landscape. You know, completely different uh, uh, setup of, of of everything. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully the world of games isn't uh, alien in ten years. But I guess if it's like super alien technology, then maybe it would be better. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think ten years ago, just mm. do not go. So far, ten years ten ago, years ago. two thousand seven, just the that is the year that the that is the year that the iPhone got released. That oh, is really, and yeah, and we didn't have an app store in two thousand seven because that the app store appeared in two thousand eight. And oh, how wow. much did how much did um, the app store and that model change in in the following years? Because if you remember in two thousand eight. 10 years let's say 10 years ago mm. the the free-to-play model wasn't really a thing um we had the beginnings of it in facebook so but it oh yeah all of that's all, all of that stuff is a recent development when i started working in the industry there were no there was no iphone there was no like app store uh we were coding games 
in a very different way. Uh, we were mostly following what was being done in consoles, more more specifically on on handhelds, games like that, arcade games still was a thing. And how much that that has changed now is a whole industry now. Uh, more than half of the worldwide revenue is it belongs to that platform alone. It's crazy. So I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I don't know if it's if we're going to have like a new, completely, completely new platform, new forms of gaming, or if it's still going to be dominated by you know the same companies because. Again, I'm gonna go to mobile because what I, that's what I know best. But in mobile, in the beginning, you had like your indie companies and new companies claiming that new territory. But now, in 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 the last few years, we're starting to see the big, big game, the big names in gaming also claiming that territory. So I wonder if it's gonna be a new thing and it's gonna be the same guys. But it's definitely different, right? We still have all the experiences that we had in the past, bigger yeah. and better, more cinematic, but also we have all, all sorts of new stuff. Yeah, it's true. That if you think maybe more than 10 years ago, we only had what was being produced at the time, right? We didn't have a lot of, let's say, during the fifth and sixth generation, there wasn't a lot of, of 2D platformers, right? Because that that wasn't deemed as commercial mm -hmm. but then as time went by and games got got bigger and bigger and bigger like smaller companies you know started to developing smaller games and there is still a, a market for that no you, you seeing a 2d platformer is not is not rare i mean you don't see it as the triple a as a triple a game but yeah it's true um, you can you can go and, and and find an indie game that is a really really good version of it. So I think we're gonna in the next ten years we're gonna, we're going we're going to see even more diverse options, mm -hmm. which I like, and more gaming everywhere. Maybe you start gaming in stuff that you wouldn't think you you're gaming. Um, and also in the last ten years, what we saw was gaming. Um, permeating into into other stuff like gamification became a big thing now so even stuff that is non-games uses game like techniques like leveling up and yeah. experience and stats and you know yep. stuff like that so i don't know I, I i don't see gaming going anywhere and ultimately if you think about it uh, what we're doing in, in gaming, a lot of it is like simulating stuff, simulating the human experience <laughs> in, in a way that no other medium can. So ultimately, I think it's we're going to make the, ma the Matrix. And, and yeah, <laughs> make the Matrix. I'm, I'm going to stop there. Cause <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's a good enough place to stop from, from food for thought for the, for the yeah. listeners. <laughs> Well, uh, that's what happens when when they when they leave ourselves alone. Right? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, this has been a short episode, like we said. Still going to be officially numbered title. So, so enjoy your Sagey episode P one. You've got you've got it. Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever it is that you celebrate. I'm sure you're going to be on for another one this month too. So that's two Sageys this month. What a world! What a fantastic uh, holiday season. Thanks to uh, thanks to Sagey. All right. Well. Uh, cartridgeclub.org uh, Twitter you know whatever 
you're, you're already listening to us, so you know where to find us. So thank you for listening. This has been Rob. And Seiji. Bam. <laughs>